Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Hello, everybody. Hello, whoever you are, wherever you are in this beautiful, beautiful red world that we live in. Um, this is Cop On Podcast. You probably know that already. Um, I'm going to start today's episode, today's exciting episode, uh, with a, a poem called Heroics by Marguerite V. Young. It goes like this. Now in a world of wind and foam, among the nebulous blue rocks where the storm breathes, he walks. Nevertheless, he will come home. Others will fear for him where the wind crosses his breast with the wrath of storm, but he will have moved a step beyond the clouds foreshadowing his doom. I'm delighted to be joined by Jack from Jack Mac LFC and by Nigel over in Ireland. Absolutely wonderful to have you both with us. Jack, the final whistle went, I don't know, about an hour ago or so. Um, I mean, Deepak, I mean, he sends us, I mean, he's, he moves a step beyond the clouds, foreshadowing his own doom, but he sends us to the clouds as well, the clouds of joy and wonder. Talk to me about Deepak Origi and your love for the man. Deepak, whatever happens in the summer, um, we've still got a lot, of, a lot of important goals, games, hopefully, come what the end of the May, or well, tremendous, mate, he, he, which we'll probably speak about today. He done his job. Uh, we'll speak about his build-up for the first one, but absolutely tremendous. It's the attitude, really. I think Jürgen Klopp's spoke about it in his post-match. The attitude of the players that no, not necessarily don't get the in the first team every single week, but it, he's not moaned one bit since he's been at Liverpool Football Club, mate. But he he, he bleeds reds. He loves scoring against the Everton. He 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 helped us relax, especially at the back end of the second half. But you run out of superlatives, really, mate, to describe Tim Ockerdegi. Um, a cool hero, I'll say that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. What a guy. Um, the list of goals scored against Everton by Divock Origi from lfchistory.net uh, are as follows. I'll give you the complete list. He's got six of them now, and I believe it's nine appearances, which is crazy. Um so the first one was uh, in a 4 nil victory on the 20th of April 2016. He scored in the 43rd minute. Um, in, on the 1st of April 2017, April Fool's Day, then he showed Everton to be the fools that they are by scoring again in a 3-1 victory. The 2nd of December 2018 is one that you may remember. He scored the winning goal in a 1-0 victory at Anfield in the 96th minute. And wasn't it funny today when that, that shot from Diaz looped up and uh, almost hit the crossbar and Diwok was there and he was ready. That was hilarious. That was his, anyway, his third goal against Everton. And since then, he's got three more. He got two in the 5-2 Premier League victory as Liverpool went on to win the league that season. Jurgen Klopp fielding a, a much-changed side. and we, what, Nevertheless, we hammered them 5-2. Divock getting two goals. Remember that first finish from Dejan Lovren's hugely long ball and Divock just whacked it over Pickford. He didn't dink it over him. He whacked it over him. And uh, he scored another one in that game that slipped my mind for now. But the one that hasn't slipped my mind is today's goal. Um... Nigel, how delighted are you with Divock? Absolutely thrilled. Um, 
Jorgen said it. I heard Jorgen's interview on my way home in the car, and he said, Divock Origi is a legend. There is no other way to describe the man. You've got to remember as well that that guy, that well, Funes Mori, do you remember that? When he snapped, he, when he snapped Divock, he pretty much put him out for months on end. And he came back and played his part again. Um, he, he, like, he literally snapped him. So I, nothing but love for Divock. Foot, like like the, the T-shirts are going to be going around Liverpool tomorrow. Foot, but, uh, football without Origi is nothing. It sure is. I mean, you know, it's it's we just have to appreciate this team as good as we are. But you know, having Divock in the, in our side is just the extra edge. I mean, I, I don't care if he's sixth choice or whatever. Jurgen Klopp's got to take a lot of credit for Jurgen Klopp today with those two substitutions because it, it, we were huffing and puffing, and uh, you know, Everton's you know shitty house wasn't wasn't blowing down. So Jurgen, I didn't see it. I didn't see that it was even an option uh, to bring off. A midfielder and an attacker and put on two attackers you know the obvious choice would have been to bring on Henderson and an attacker uh, but uh, you know he came up with the goods once again uh, Jürgen it was a brilliant substitution wasn't it Jack talk to me how it changed how the game changed yeah absolutely spot on there mate he said it's what Origi Diaz obviously tremendous bicycle kick and didn't quite get it executed perfectly but He's got the bottle, really, and a little sander, and a bit of Colombian flair. Um, as soon as he controlled that ball, little back heel. Uh, it, it's great to see the lad's got such confidence, as we've already spoke about the last couple of weeks, haven't we, all of us? That, and he gives Coleman probably the worst 20 minutes of the season, really, putting him on his backside a couple of times. And <laughs> we've got Arigi to come off the bench, Diaz, Firmino, obviously he didn't come on today, but we still got players to bring off. But Jürgen Klopp, like we've already spoke all of us, He's been absolutely spot on all season. It is that's one tactically. He's been absolutely superb in every aspect in terms of defensive display as well today. Uh, we're just so blessed that we've got Pep Linders as well. I think he deserves a lot of credit and a lot of the lads in the backroom staff as well. But Jürgen bloody Norbert Klopp, every substitution, especially the last couple of weeks. I mean, I've forgotten the game, but I think it was like two weeks ago or the last couple of weeks, he's been getting them absolutely spot on, especially in Europe as well. The rotation, I think when people spoke about obviously team selection, but Jürgen went strong today. And obviously it was great to see Naby and Thiago start. That was probably our strongest midfield that played today, but prioritising one game at a time, that mantra of we just got to tick them all off as much as we want to Try and not look ahead to the Champions League. We've done our job today. But, uh, yeah, Jürgen, bloody love the man. All of us do. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Get in. Get in, Jürgen. He, he, he switched the game around. And in a way, Nigel, it's good, I think, tactically, you know, this... This uh, this game today, I mean, Everton were playing, you know, a poor man's Diego Simeone, Jose Borino, if you like, anti-football. Um, and I just think tactically Jürgen, again, came up with the answer. But thinking about it, it might be quite a good dress rehearsal for, for Villarreal, right? I mean, what did you make of the, of the tactical battle today? Yeah, that was said in the aftermath on the LFC TV channel on the way home. Um, they said... Yeah. It's great. They're going to sit there. Those guys are going to sit back and they're going to try and do the same thing, low block. And we're going to have to be ready for the same thing. They're going to try and shithouse their way through again. 
Simple so in a way, I mean, you know, thanks thanks to Frank Lampard, not only giving us another three points, but, uh, you know, yeah. giving us a, a handy little dress rehearsal for Wednesday. But let's, uh, you know, let's stick stick with today for now. Um, uh, Nigel, staying with you, who, who if I if I ask you to name someone apart from Divock who, who captured your heart from today, who would it be? Andy Robbo. Superb. Um didn't see the block in the end. Like I said, I was driving home and I was listening to the car on Bluetooth, the LFC TV app. And um, definitely Robbo man of the match, yeah. Um, yeah. He got in there where it hurts again. Could have got his face kicked in for the goal when it came across. Put the head down where people most, most people wouldn't put boots. And then I heard he cleared one off the line as well at the other side. Um, so he was in everything. He was, was great. brilliant yeah. defensively as well. Um, yep. You know, the goal gave him a great lift, didn't it, Jack? He was, you know, uh, what, he sprayed a, a sixty-yard pass. Not long after that, he was he was full of running, and and loads of people, me included, expected to see Costas, the Greek scouser, Krostas, Tsimikas today, but um, but uh, Kloppo stuck with Robbo, and and what a brilliant. Brilliant reward for him to get that goal. He loves scoring Andy Robbo. He goes, he goes as mad as we do when he scores, doesn't he? He's just absolute joy. And to, you know, if only Pickford had flumped to the floor like he had been doing, you know, to waste time. If he'd done that, he would have saved the ball. But uh, no, I mean, you know, talk to me about Robbo and his performance today. I thought he was magnificent. Yeah, it was beautiful, Nigel. I'm pretty sure you've seen, obviously, the highlights, but if you, if you, if you watch the whole game on tonight, it was beautiful. Mate. That was a match-winning tackle, interception, whatever you want to call it. He's like always Robbo, and he, boys, he, he lives and breathes Liverpool Football Club. His veins were popping out of his, his neck when he was celebrating like all of us. Was he, <laughs> or he fist bump in the car, wherever he is around the world, just... That gave him a lot of confidence as well. Not that he needs it because he's a tremendous player in every aspect. But yeah, what I love, especially in the derby, as you would expect, handbags were out for the large majority. And don't get me started on Richie bloody diving. If he actually spent more time on his feet and actually making intelligent attacking runs, something that he doesn't do often. But uh, <laughs> but Robo, it's his attitude, especially if there was like when the handbags happened and everyone was like at each other's throats, really. Which you're expecting in Derby, that's what we all love about it. But Robo was one of the first people there every single time. He was in the faces, roughing them up, winding them up. Uh, we all love Robo doing that. He's probably the best at it. Um, and that's something that we've learned over the years. You need that in your team. You need uh, just a bit of attitude within your squad. And uh, he, he'll put every little last ounce on the football pitch. But the interception was key. But the intelligence, in-game intelligence, especially when Everton were counter-attacking the odds, even though he had one shot on target, but we, it was if Gordon diving, disgraceful. Um, if he actually didn't dive in the first half, I think Everton would potentially have got that pen, but the referee uh, in recent weeks, Gordon, has been getting a couple of bookings for simulation, so that played on mind, and rightly so. Um, he's staying his feet because he was probably one of the brighter sparks, uh, Gordon, but Robinson, Especially on that right hand side with Damari Gay Gray, he really didn't have a sniff. Um, absolutely superb defensive display as well, mate, as well as going forward. But obviously Jürgen, as we'll probably speak about tonight, mate, obviously going to a 4-2-4 and but Robinson overloading, like we've seen with the goal, he's not scared to get into the box, and that's what we just needed. That extra man at the back post overloading on the right hand flank of Everton's and 
tremendous header. Still had quite a lot to do. Obviously, it was a lovely flick ball to the back post, but the neck, the neck muscles, and neck power, ready to guard that ball into the back of the net. Really tremendous, Andy, the flying Scotsman. The flying Scotman, Scotsman, and as you said, a lot of needle, more needle than my auntie's sewing circle. Uh, Nigel, the the um, uh, yeah, Andy Robert. I mean, he was he was he was absolutely amazing. But in the first half, okay, it, it was cagey, very cagey. It was uh, you know, I mean, you could have called animal rights, uh, you know, campaigners. It was that cagey. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we didn't manage a shot on target. We only managed three shots, apparently, according to one uh, graphic that I saw. But then the, the graphic at the end of the game is that we managed 18 shots with four shots on target. Um, what went wrong in the first half for you? Because we were really, we were dragged down to their murky, boorish, amateur level, weren't we? Well, I'm going to... Um, give myself a little pat on the back here. I was working today, and like I said, I had another Liverpool fan working with me. And I said to him, and to anyone else that was in the shop at the time, we've got to get round the back. We've got to get behind them and get the ball across. First goal, what happened? We got the ball down, got in behind him, flicked it across, in round the back. That's what we do best. That's our kind of our go-to. When the chips are down and we need to score, you look at it. Robbo's goal against Villa, the late goal, the, 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 the cross, the different types of crosses we can hit, getting behind their fullbacks or getting behind their centre-backs and making them turn and setting them up for someone coming into the ball, running onto the ball while they're turning is vital for us. Simple as that. That's it. Too much yeah. sideways football we were playing. No, we were knocking too much yeah. sideways football and they were just, they were just putting banks like that. They were just kind of in front of us the whole time and we didn't get behind them at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they had they had five five centre-backs, basically, and two just in front. They were playing a back seven. Uh, loads of comments coming in. It's really great that everyone's, everyone's with us. Uh, we've got Gary and Alan and Rory Fitzgerald in the chat. Hi, everybody. It's really great that you're here. And uh, thanks to everybody who's listening. Uh, we've got loads of people here. Dylan's here as well. He says hi. Uh, excellent. Hello. Thank you. Do hit the like button. All of that stuff. Um but yeah, Everton, I mean, the, the, the one thing, I mean, I was terrified in the 72nd minute when Demarai Gray was hit that shot so sweetly and I thought it was going to absolutely rifle into the top corner. There were, there, were, there were also some moments at the beginning of the second half because I was taking... I was taking uh, I was taking notes and 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 on fifty minutes Matic great tackle, uh, fifty four minutes Gordon goes down. There's no penalty after Matip, Of course he he was diving. Um, Gordon was on side and he shot wide on fifty six minutes. All of the all of my notes are about Everton on the break and and there's one player I do want to talk about Jack and that's Joel Matip because he was so good today. He was so good at closing everything you know because we had to take the risk as Nigel was saying we had to push up we had to try and turn them around we had to put more and more people forward and even in the first half and the second half we were open to the break and Matip was there closing the door slamming it in their toffee twerp faces. Um, you know, so uh, talk to me about Joel. Yeah, Colossus, mate. Obviously, we've just got the ability to, to play Canate, Matip, Van Dijk. 
Gomez as well. Whoever we do play, Jürgen, and we all know how good our centre-back it allows us to play this high line uh, attack and threat in which we do offer. But especially today, and especially Trent as well, I think he deserves a lot of credit because Gordon was their best threat or best opportunity of getting a goal. Today, uh, probably one of the most paciest wingers within the Premier League. And if Ev do go down, I don't think they'll be able to keep hold of him, even though he is a local lad. He's never been through and through, but I think there'll be a lot of clubs sniffing around Everton Football Club for him if they do go down. But yeah, Matip, especially down that right-hand side with Trent, as you said, mate. Obviously, if it was a Wobie Gray with Chelsea when he wasn't diving, um, when he did get through, Matip was that. Especially in the 1v1s, obviously Virgil, and, and they've dealt with so many great attacking forwards over the last couple of years, especially Matip and Van Dijk. But his 1v1, it, what I love about Matip, and it probably... It, Van Dyke and Matip, the exude confidence with you've got such confidence within each other. But Matip, we've had players, centre backs in the past, haven't we? Liverpool Football Club that try and think that they're better than they actually are and lunge in to tackles. You don't do this in a Liverpool team at the current moment in time. Matip bides his time, even if he is five yards behind, he positions himself correctly, waits for the right time, like a gazelle or a lion to pounce. And intercept the ball, and he done that absolutely tremendous, especially in the right areas today. When Everton did kind of get into those, but Van Dijk and, and Matip were absolutely tremendous. But uh, uh, as much as we've we've praised Obo as well, um, and Trent, especially people's agendas on social media, and people don't actually watch neutral <laughs> like the non Liverpool fans. They were like the quick to jump on Trent when he gets beat. But Trent was absolutely phenomenal today, mate. From a defensive point, that right hand side of the defence was superb. Yeah, he had to deal with uh, deal with a lot of things. Did did Trent? Um, absolutely. I mean, we could we may as well talk about all of the defence whilst whilst we're here because uh, you know Gary in the comments has said, you know, Virgil Van Dijk was brilliant, and he was. Um, he was again. He was he was imperious again. Um, Again, and the stats don't show it. Uh, zero tackles for Virgil Van Dyke, two interceptions, no clearances, no blocked shots, no fouls. So if you just look at the stats, you think, well, what did he do? And the answer is everything that you need from a central defender because he was calm, he was uh, he was he was brilliant. Um, Nigel, yeah, heard a stat the other night uh, or during a recent game. If your centre half is diving in, making tackles, he's doing something wrong. It's as simple as that. That's the stat. Virgil doesn't have to make tackles. He stands up, he stands big, he wins ball. It's as simple as that. He Absolutely. Like, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's as simple as that. Yes, I mean it was it was Paolo Maldini, wasn't it, who who, who famously said, "Yeah, if you're if you're making tackles as a centre back, then then or as a defender, then you're getting things wrong." And uh, someone should tell the Man United analysts when they shout out fifty million for Aaron Wan Bissaka. But you know, let's not continue to laugh at Man United. That was last week. This is this week. We get to laugh at Everton, um, Jack. Before. Um, you know, uh, the match, I was thinking that, you know, it'd be a bit of a shame if Everton go down because they're so funny. They give us so much. They give us, you know, such a giraffe, to use the Cockney rhyming slang. Um, and, but during this match, the way they played and the way that, you know, their attitude, I'm like, nah, sod it. You know, like this, uh, this going down, going down, going down. Good, you know, frankly, Dear Lampard, I don't give a damn 
uh, send them down, send them to the to the Hades of the championship, and uh, long may they rot there for all eternity. What do you think? Yeah, and some of the stories, obviously, listen to me, mate, as well, going into the ground. Uh, small man, obviously, the Everton fans, what you were doing in Liverpool City Centre was disgraceful um, as well. It bought the, the team... What were they absolutely... doing? What were they doing? I didn't know that. Story. Uh, just what was it? Chanting stuff, uh, nonsense, disgusting stuff. They say we won't, won't put any more on that matter anyway. Uh, but it was absolutely tremendous, made for, in terms of Liverpool point of view. But Everton, they're the, the spineless, absolutely spineless. The, 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 it's Everton, as much as we joke about them, they're still a massive football club in relation to obviously to competing, as we spoke about in the pre-match build-up with Liverpool titles not too long ago, well, a very long time ago, but they have fallen from grace so much. The, the players on the pitch today, Richarlison, the, all the whinging he was doing, Coleman, it's it's great to see, absolutely phenomenal to see from our, our point of view, but... Everton keep on going oh, all of this home form and the big games that they were playing that really they're not going to get out of it. I'm, 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 I've I'm not got any replies from my Everton mates as you would expect. Probably <laughs> they switched off their phones. Yeah, yeah. I've had the Mersey, maybe. Yeah, but it's so spineless. I think spineless is the best way to describe Everton Football Club from the top to the bottom. The mismanagement is beautiful to watch from an outside point of view. Um, I know certain families in Merseyside and probably around the world probably kind of split, but at the minute it's absolutely spineless in every aspect. Um, but I can't see them surviving, especially after those. But you can say, yes, you showed a bit of fight, but they're running out of games, the games are getting ticked off, ticking off. And but it's beautiful to watch from my point of view, very, very good, a couple of years as well, but absolutely phenomenal. So it's it, it it is glorious. I mean, never has the song Liverpool a magic, Everton a tragic, uh, rung truer, has it, Nigel? I mean, the the uh, Dylan said an interesting thing here in the comments here. Dylan Cullen he says Everton will have to start actually playing football now, and if they do go down, they won't come back up as quick, which is a very very uh, good point. Yeah, I think I think I think he's right. I think they will have to start playing football, which you know is always a bit of a you know, uh, uh, like a bit like, uh, I don't know, it's a bit Benny Hill, bit slapstick, bit Marx Brothers to to watch Everton try and play football at times, isn't it, Nigel? What do you make of it? Are they, yeah. are they sinking down? Is the, is the blue ship sinking? I hope so. Because <laughs> based, based on what's been happening recently, I go back to what I said to you before we came on, Funes Mori, when he clattered mm. Origi that time. And then we had two years ago, when Van Dijk got taken out and when Thiago got taken out and I heard, I was listening, Dylan was on there. Dylan is my workmate. So um, we were just talking about it and uh, then the kick started coming. That's one of the main reasons I want to see Everton down. I hope they go head first, tumbling, diving into the championship like they were doing in the middle of the first half. Um, <laughs> the... the the cheap stuff starts coming out. The studs start coming out. Richarlison heading the football when it's nil-nil and going down in the heat for 10 minutes. And he mm -hmm. caused that row before half-time as well because he was on the ground. Yeah. And we, we wouldn't kick the ball out because he was play-acting. And yeah. rightly so. Yeah. So I don't think... I will have absolutely no sympathy whatsoever. I hope they get relegated. I hope they get relegated next week. 
last week, I hope they got relegated. It's, it's they're absolutely abysmal. Well, they are indeed. I mean, I've actually got all their all their results um, in front of me. They started the season well, would you believe? Uh, you know, they 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 beat Southampton, they drew with Leeds United, then they beat Brighton, and then they beat Burnley. Then they lost to Villa, but then they beat Norwich. And you're thinking, wow, Everton, there you go. Four wins from the first six games, one draw, one loss. This is their year, the power shift. But then... Since then, since the 25th of September, that, that win over Norwich City 2-0 on the 25th of September last year, they have won, uh, it's very easy to count, one, two, three, four matches. Um, it's absolutely, it must be dire to see them because, they, I mean, I can't tell you all the red results of losses that, you know, like they lost 5-0 to Spurs, 2-0 to to Southampton, they are absolute garbage. And they're running for the record in the Premier League. They're playing uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Watford, Brentford, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. It's far from easy. And Burnley are on the up yeah. now that they've uh, gotten rid of Sean Dyche. Um, they don't have a chance, Nigel. They, they're going no. down. This is it. This is the last time they will I'll see tell you how bad outrageous. I'll, te I'll tell you how bad Everton are. They only beat Man United 1-0. Absolutely atrocious. They are really, really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw, I, I saw that one nil victory for them. That was on the on the ninth of April. This just a few, a couple of weeks ago. I saw that um, the second half of that victory. My friend David in an Irish bar. Just we walked in for the second half, and there was this quite a large guy there who looked exactly like a sort of large version of Frank Lampard, and it was weird. It was like his brother. It was really strange, but like it was actual, you know, like, I mean, he's, we, you know, extract the urine sometimes and we call him Fat Frank. But of course, he's not actually very fat, is he? But this was actual Fat Frank was in the pub. And um, my friend David, I mean, he's very forthright with his opinions. And he was, you know, speaking quite loudly about just how, how much garbage you know, was in front of us. You know, Everton Man United, he said, what he's a, he's a Man United fan and he can't watch them. Because they're just so, it's just like tripe. It's like watching, you know, a butcher, you know, with tripe. Um, I don't know. Uh, so um, anyway, Fat Frank, um, his brother, he had to leave because he was like obviously getting into this match. He thought that it was really good. And um, he he looked like he turned around, he looked like he wanted to punch us. But, um, but uh, because we were just insulting them so much. But it's true because they are garbage. They're garbage, they're tripe, and uh, they deserve to go down if they do go down. Um, excellent stuff. Gary Richards put it very succinctly. Everton are buggered now. Excellent stuff. Uh, but let's go back. Let's look at some uh, some player ratings in our defence then. So Andy Robbo, man of the match, we'll give him 10, will we? 10? Yeah, I'm getting yeah, some nonsense. Derby, derby, 10. Don't have a the derby. 10 in the derby, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and some of the stats, I mean, he, he only made one clearance defensively. He didn't have much to do defensively, but passing-wise, 92.8% passing accuracy. Absolutely mad from a left-back. From 83 passes, he had 12 crosses, only two accurate crosses, but uh, that doesn't matter, does it? Uh, four out of eight accurate long balls as well. So with the ball, he was... He was making things happen. He was trying long passes. 
He had one key pass as well, and then offensively, of course, he had uh, he had uh, the goal. He had two two efforts at goal, one goal and one key pass. Andy Robertson, ten out of ten. Um, I'm tempted to give Joel Matip ten out of ten as well because he uh, he had two efforts at goal, but defensively he he made six tackles and he had to step in at this point, regardless of the Paolo Maldini quote, because it was looking it, it was harem scarum at the back there. And, uh, Nine and a half for Joel. A, a nine and a half, okay. Nine and a half for Joel. Nine yeah, and a half. What, what you, nine and a half. Nine okay, and I've been yeah. outvoted. Nine and a half because he's not quite on <laughs> Robbo's level. What about Big Verge, Jack? What do you reckon? Yeah, give him a nine. Nine, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the yeah. thing, he, as Nigel was saying, brilliantly, he's not, he's, he doesn't make rash decisions and it's yeah. the age of Van Dyke, you know? But nine. <laughs> yeah, we're just nine, so used nine, to so many nines. Yeah. Nine, yep. okay. All right. And what about, what yep. about Trent? What would you give Trent, Nigel? Uh, I give him nine as well, but just the, the only the only thing is wrong is some of the crosses are a little bit low today. They were hitting, they were they weren't clearing the first man again. But defensively, he did well. You, I mean, that guy was trying to run the legs off him today, and he got back a couple of times. So I, I, I give Trent, I give Trent a nine for a fellow that can't defend. He does really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Three tackles, two interceptions and one clearance. Um, yeah. Very, very solid defensively. But yeah, with the ball, I thought it was a bit strange. I thought his first 15 minutes was very poor, actually. I actually mm. looked at the stats. He only had a 70% passing accuracy. He kept giving the ball away in the first 15 minutes. I mean, uh, but then he grew into the game, as they say, and he ended up with an 81.8% passing accuracy. Four key passes um, he could have had an assist. He didn't. He didn't end up with one of it. But, uh, but uh, yeah. What did you What did you make of Trent, uh, uh, Jack? Yeah, I'd agree with Nigel as always. Nine. Yeah, very solid as I mentioned. Gordon played quite well for them. Uh, sadly, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he dealt with them pretty superb. And uh, you won't be. Uh, hopefully, someone's made a compilation of Trent's all the Trent tackles interceptions, as he said there, Owen. But because it doesn't fit their their agendas, does it? So, but. Trent scouting the team, he knew what he knew what today meant for for the whole of uh, the red half on the other side. But uh, Trent made uh, nine for me. Excellent so, stuff. And let us know in the comments as well what you think, what you make of all of our players. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 great stuff. Allison just to complete the defence. Allison Becker just for falling on the ball. Oh yeah, I was gonna say in the, the shit hours of me from him. That, that, that's that's gonna be the best shit hours we've had in my French, but it is all season. Like it's gonna be the best ropes of the season. A bigger flop than Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, even if that's possible. Absolutely. Oh, no, it isn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in case uh, anyone's uh, anyone uh, couldn't remember, in case anyone might have missed the last minutes for some for some reason, you know, firstly, what the hell are you doing? And secondly, uh, just to explain it to you, um, he 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 grabbed he kept, he caught the ball. It was quite a weak shot by I think Richarlison, and then he just flopped to the ground. He fell. He he was like uh, it was like exactly like Pickford did. It was so funny. It was so perfect. 
And about time too, I, I, I would like to, you know, when Richarlison was going down, I want someone to fall down next to him and pretend to cry and things like that. I reckon we should do it right. And Luis Suarez, like against David Moyes, wasn't it? Or yes. Was David Moyes, or remember when he dived in front they, of the technical area? <laughs> <did. laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing that's very funny to see. But uh, what about going into the midfield? Fabinho had... One uh, very ambitious shot, as I remember, but I can't really remember it. Um, uh, 90.8% passing accuracy. Um, is he, I don't know, with Fabinho? I mean, he broke up He broke up attacks, two tackles, according to whoscored.com. He broke up a few a few breaks and a few attacks. He was, he was a solid, I don't know, like a solid seven. Maybe he didn't do anything particularly. He didn't really stand out for me today. What What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I'd agree with us, seven mate. Just due to the opposition mainly, I think we're so used to better teams come at Liverpool. <laughs> um, he's got a lot more work to do usually. Um, our defense dealt with him, but I think he tried his best. Especially we've already mentioned in the first half. Everton stopped us from having even a shot on target. So he tried his best for Bino. He was trying the odds ball over the top. Wasn't quite working, but I think it was a comfortable standard for Bino performance. Um, but I think he was just bored. <laughs> In reality, he usually has a bit more <laughs> to go. Um, but I go with a seven, mate. Yes, yeah, standard yeah. for Bino. I'll agree with that. He um, he was a little um, little out of sorts. Some of his passes weren't coming off today. and but she just He just does that job. His his not exactly great game is still better than anybody else's. I mean, it's true. We can't take him for granted. I mean, no. he did uh, nothing came through the middle of the pitch, did it today? And that's uh, a lot to do with Fabinho. Um, yeah. I, I mean, alongside him, of course, Thiago and Cato. Start start off with Thiago. Um, I find it ridiculous uh, that last week. He posted uh, 90, I think it was around about 93% passing accuracy against United, which is, I mean, it's mind-blowing. Uh, and that was from over 100 passes. Um, today, I'll just get the amount of passes, if I can, in front of me. Yeah, 122 passes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Nigel's just uh, puffing out his cheeks there, yeah. if you didn't know that, for the audio listeners. Yeah. I mean, just, it is that kind of... Kind of yeah. uh, kind of stat, but how many of those? If you were to posit a guess, if you were to hazard a guess, what do you reckon his passing accuracy was today? If last week he was sensational, he got about ninety three percent. Any ideas, anybody? Not that much different. I'd say about ninety one, maybe. 91, he didn't maybe. miss. He didn't misplace that many passes. It's true. It's true. What do you reckon, Jack? I go eighty five. Point four percent. One hundred and twenty-two passes. Oh my lord! Ninety. Yeah. Oh my lord. Oh. I, I don't know. That's got to be a record. That got to be a record. From one hundred and twenty-two passes. So he was, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't the metronome. He was the. He was the batteries in the metronome. He was. He was everything. You know. He. He was. He was the. The rhythm. He was the 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 electromagnetic field around the game that uh, you know. Kept apart from that, together. apart from that, all I think he won about four sliding tackles today for possession, mm -hmm. particularly in the first yes. half. He did it I think three yeah. times in the first half. Slid in, yeah. took the ball clean as a whistle, and got up and got on with the game. 
That's yeah. how important that is. If Fabinho is not performing at his absolute best, which I don't think he did today, but he's just just an absolute like one off of a, as a footballer. Just such yeah. a. I totally agree with what you said about rhythm. He's our heart, our beat, and you get people built in around him, and let him do his thing, and he'll destroy most teams because they they're just not able for that. Yeah, this would be like the blueprint of why we brought him in, one of the boys as well. Like these games, yeah, I think what you want from your midfield players, especially when it wasn't going our way in the first half, we've seen, or that just shows 98% pass accuracy. Someone that doesn't give the ball away, he's continuing, he believes in the philosophy in which it's being drilled into him, especially obviously we've seen him playing or coming into Liverpool now. A player that sometimes, the majority of times, he's not scared to play that killer ball like we've seen against the Manx. But today, even when there was not many clear-cut passing lanes, he wasn't scared to just continue, continue it. They all believed in the philosophy and the, the what he'd done all week prior to the game. But absolutely superb, mate, Thiago. But, uh, yeah, this is, if you could pick a game to why we brought Thiago in, I'd probably say this game, especially when there's no not many passing app channels as well to find space. But yeah. Thiago was oh. the... We're one of the best players in Europe to do that. He really is, and I love I love what you're saying um, about him. Uh, you know, having the patience and the experience to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, it was difficult for him in the, in the first half, being man marked by Decore, but he pulled backwards, making space behind Decore. Very, very intelligent. Um, we've got a new guest who's who's joined us. Is it Scouse? Is it Scouse L? I mean, it's uh, yes. Good evening. Good evening. Hello, evening. Hello, Al. Uh, Welcome to Cop On. Now, you were in the hospitality lounge today? I was, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tell us about it. Tell us about your your experience. What are the, some of the things you want to talk about? Yeah, I was really good, mate, to be fair. If I'd want too many, but yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're more than welcome. I mean, join, join us. There you go. Was it? Were, were you sort of being, you know, were you being. Games, but I think Everton comes to just put 11 men behind the ball. Mm-hmm. Everton just wanted 11 men behind the ball to come for a draw and come on stuck, didn't they? Never got it, so fuck them. They did. They did. Did you go crazy when Robin got the first one? That's my opinion. I thought they came for the draw. Is that about you lads? What you lads think? But I think they came for the draw. Yeah. Oh, they definitely, they yeah. 100%. Yeah, but... But what were you doing? Were you, were you sort of, you know, leaping around with, uh, with uh, you know, Mark Wright and people like that? In, uh, in, 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 in... Oh, I'm quite calm. Nigel, <laughs> should know that. come on, Nigel, you see me at the match. Yeah, yeah, calm, calm enough, but I can imagine a little bit of a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, what, what do you reckon uh, to, you know, we were just doing player ratings and, and the extraordinary stat that Thiago had 122 passes and 98.4% passing accuracy. Could you tell in the ground just how brilliant Thiago's performance was? Oh, we lost him. He's ducked out. Maybe he's uh, stumbled on his phone and hit the hit the cancel button. Or maybe I said something wrong, Nigel, but there you no. go. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> maybe I've offended him. Well, sorry, Scouts. Yeah. Maybe he'll be back in a moment. Um, but there you go. Welcome. He's more than welcome. Naby Cater in the midfield. So, sorry, what are we giving Tiago? What are we giving him? Out of Nine. 10. 
Nine, nine point five. Can I, can I, nine. can I convince you for a nine point five? Given that, yeah, 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 what, yeah. Just, on, just for yeah, those, just for those stats. How about, nine. how about nine point eight for the percentage? Nine point eight. Yeah, Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, excellent stuff. And uh, okay, and Nabi Cater, what did you make of his performance? I mean, he was, um, you know, a little bit diff difficult. I thought he found it a little bit difficult. Eighty-three point three percent passing accuracy. Two key passes, uh, one shot. Um, he had uh, only a total of 42 passes. Compare that to Tiago's 122. But, of course, he missed the last half an hour of the match. Um, it wasn't his best game, Jack. What would you say from, from Nabi? Yeah, he tries his best. That's all. It's great to see just Nabi on the football pitch, really. I think the, the good run of games in which he has had over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's difficult when there's such close spaces really it's difficult so i think he thrives in most importantly space opposition especially when the game's open uh, i think nabby thrives especially when we're seeing in the uh, his time at rb leipzig anyway but today as i said he, he did come off for the substitution and um, tried his best that's all you can ask uh, about nabby it's not like yeah. he slumped he's he, he done the basic it's similar with fabinho as we mentioned uh, the standard nabby cater one week old banger world in Tried his best, it was the opening passages of the first half. He tried a little shot, but um, but a seven made for me. It was a good Nabi performance. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. What do you reckon, yeah. Nigel? On Nabi? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Same thing. It's just a, hard for him to get involved in the game because we were going like eighty-three percent is probably all those those passes we had in the first half when everything was kind of going sideways, and the only one that seemed to be hitting any kind of forward pass was Thiago with the diagonals out to to Mo. It just uh, we were kind of very stale in the first half uh, due to the tactics that the opposition were employing. So it's very hard for us to implement a game plan that suits Naby when they play like that. We can't play our game. So I mean, would he? Because I thought Henderson. We got it. You know, he only played ten minutes at the end of the match, Hendo. But he was brilliant when he came on. Yeah. He was. Mm. Uh, he was he was really dynamic. So do you think that Henderson maybe, you know, finally, at the end of the day, maybe Henderson it suits playing against a low block a bit more than Nabby, or is it, or is that you know I don't know because I mean Nabby he went off when it was still nil nil and and it became one nil very soon after. Um, so I don't know would would he keep his place against Villarreal for you, Nigel? Um, Jack with a no, no, I, th I think he might start Henderson against Villarreal and possibly okay. bring Naby on. If we can score a couple of goals, or go one goal even, it might open up for Naby more. I, I, mm. Naby is suited to an open game. When United tried to play against us the area, at their place earlier in the season, and Naby had an absolute field day, that's mm. Naby's type of game. If, you, mm. if we can get him on the ball, when he can go forward and when he can close down opposition rather than I was trying to have to having to break down a low block, but I like Naby. I think he's really, really good. He'll do a good job for us once teams get get broken down a bit. Yeah, okay. So he's more suited to the final than the semi-final. But let's not get too too far ahead of ourselves. Jack, what do you reckon uh, on the Naby Cater for Villarreal question? Yeah, I'd like to see him, and I think what all of us are hoping for. 
it'd be interesting to see how it works on Wednesday night. Um, I think we we can get a couple of goals ahead, get an advantage, and then we potentially could rotate in the second leg, but both folks one game at a time. But as Nigel said, Nabucay's best and he will get that space, especially in the European game, like we have seen in South Africa Madrid uh, so many times this season as well, when he has played in Europe. But with Hendo, 100% agree with you boys as well. That's what we needed from Hendo. When I was doing my watch along, I was like, please, Hendo, put in a great performance. And that's what he put in a typical Henderson performance coming in, kept his head, especially at that moment in time. Really, we got our second goal and he reassured the Liverpool midfield, especially where I think we took off. Um, was an attacker. I think we were playing a 4 4 at that time. And then obviously we brought Hendo one, put an extra man in midfield, got a bit more control. Not that we were losing control, but just need that bit more reassurance in terms of just controlling, seeing the game out and Hendo. Excellent. Uh, even if it was like 10 15, players can come on and have a bad spell when they come on, but you're not going to get that from Henderson today. I think we might have switched. I think we might have slightly switched our focal point as well. When we, when we switched our system from like when we take off, say, Sadio Mane, and uh, was it Nabi that came off that as well? Because I was, I, I was so, kind yeah. of in work at the yeah. time. And I, yeah, when we switched our system and went to 4 2, went to, went to 4 2 4 instead. I think our focal point slightly switched to the wing rather than the middle. And we, our kind of way through was going to be on the wings rather than Everton sitting back and we're in front of them looking at them like that. We switched over to, say, Diaz or Mo on the left-hand side and it might have thrown them a little bit and that's why we scored so quickly afterwards. Our, our whole kind of demographic from down the middle changed to try and get wide and get behind him and it worked yeah absolutely right yeah brilliant analysis that's exactly right it's exactly what happened um so you know bravo to everyone um hendo's hendo's getting a he's getting a 9.5 for his cameo uh because yep. uh, he's it I'll was agree with absolutely that. brilliant um okay and then but you said who did he come off for? he came off for diogo jota so we're going to talk about yeah. the attack jota Jota, yeah, Diogo Jota today. Um, he had um seventy eight point one percent passing accuracy, which is it's good for him. Um, you know, which I don't don't mean to sound patronising, but normally he he's he's around about sixty five percent. So he did very well at keeping the ball, um, much better than usual. Um, Sadio Mane, on the other hand, only had sixty nine point seven percent passing accuracy, which is definitely an off day for him in his uh, 60 minutes on the field. So Diogo Jota had 81 minutes on the field, 32 passes, 78.1% passing accuracy, one key pass. Um, he actually managed one shot and uh, one dribble. He was fouled once. And I don't know, it was a little bit hard for him because, you know, he was playing up there, um, you know, he was out uh, on the left. He was sometimes in the middle, and he had, um, you know, three or four Everton players around him, big Everton defenders, and they they sort of snaffled him quite well, uh, Everton. So, you know, I can rarely give credit to Everton, but they, they their game plan was out to, to nullify our, our attack, and it worked for Mane and Jota. So I'd give them both, you know, a bit like a six. Sadio, Sadio Mane had two shots, um, one dribble as well. Maybe that was the thing that we needed to see a bit more of a few more dribbles from from Sadio. But uh, I don't know. It was all a lot of um, huff and puff and 
you know, the yeah, sandcastle yeah. stayed up. Having to, play, having to kind of play with their backs to goal the whole time, with mm. not only mm. the defenders, like you said, on the, on top of them, but the midfield as well. Double yeah. low block. You've got, like, two banks, two banks of five in the goalkeeper, basically, mm. and then hoof the ball over the top and try and run. Um, yeah. They're just, you know, it, it's very, very difficult to play up top when they're all sitting back. Uh, and the, the guys who are going to suffer is the guy who is trying to work in a small space, which is usually the centre forward. Or yeah, the, it's, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it helps if they've got a bit more physicality. And unfortunately, Jota didn't really have uh, the physicality or Manny, not compared to Divock, who was brilliant when he came on. We can talk more about him if we want. But for Manny and Jota, I mean, Manny as well, um, Jack, I mean, what, what I mean... Diego Jota, Sadio Mane, I don't know, talk to me. I mean, I was I was worried when Mane, you know, he raised an arm to one of the Everton players, oh, yeah. got a card for it. And he, he was sort of <laughs> brought down to their, uh, you know... Their like, level. Their level of, of which mm. is awful. It's just like, you know, their level of mud. But no, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't as bad <laughs> yeah. as them. But, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, I'd give him an extra slight, a 0.5 rating, just for the antics. Him and Dota, uh, especially as, as we said at the top of the show, handbags, <laughs> we're out at certain passages of play. But yeah, that's what you get from especially Josh and Mane. Both of them, they're not scared, as we said. We've learned at our cards over the last couple of years. And those two, if you get drawn into a fight, obviously they've got to keep their heads and um, they've, they've learned that now. But they didn't get bullied one bit. Um, in a sense, yes, you can talk about them losing possession, but as Nigel said, that's their job, back into the opposition, and you, you're going to lose the ball, if, you, if you're the attacking forward, it's, it's the one side, it's one position in the pitch where possession really doesn't count, it's about getting the goals and the attacking movements off the ball, yeah. so yeah, I, I'd give them for the attitude and the bit of grit and the winding up nature of the game, I'd give them both for seven, just for the handbags yeah. really, <laughs> it just made me chuckle yeah. a couple of times in the game. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. We'll mark them up for the for the Louis Vuitton handbags. Absolutely superb. Um. Okay. Brilliant. But uh, I mean, Divock when he came on, he was absolutely superb. But uh, Mo Salah, I think we need to talk about his that cross. Um. You know, the, Michael Owen before the game was talking was had a little sort of feature on some of Mo Salah's assists this season because there were so many they didn't have time to go through them. Um but his 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 assist making is is not spoken about enough. That cross today, like the one for Diaz last week and uh you know one for Mane uh, like the week before, um he's he's got this 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 way of weighting his crosses that make makes the goalkeeper just like irrelevant. You know, like he just takes the goalkeeper out of the game, and it was it was so perfect that cross. Was it with his right foot, or is my memory uh, deceiving me? It was with his right foot that cross for Robbo's goal. Yeah, right, right foot, mate. Yeah, I've just looked at the quick goal, quick goal there. It, the trajectory really to get that over. Obviously, I think there was an overload. Obviously, Rob, um, both the back stick as well, but absolutely tremendous, mate. And yeah, it, he's. As much as we want Mo to get like an actual every single game, it's not going to happen. Um, but as you said, Dave Owen's assist this season, uh, I think needs to be getting spoke about a lot more because what he does, Mikolenko played as well as he could on the left hand side, kept him always quiet, but there was no stopping him with that. 
especially I think that he checks his run, like he angles, slows down a bit. But obviously, we'll speak about him in a minute. But Mo, right foot. He, even though he tends to not sometimes not use his right foot, but he, he's got a wonder of right foot, if you could say as well. And it was superb interplay between mm. him and Origi. But I, I would give Mo Salah. I'd give him a, I'd give him a nine and nine point five. His persistence as well, Nigel. To yeah, you know, like Thiago, he knows yeah. how to win matches and he knows to never give up. And he just yeah. always believes in himself. And he goes and he goes and he goes. Uh, what did you, well, what do you make of Mo Salah? Yeah, I, I think he, that's it. He just tries and tries and tries again. And what you what you just said there actually uh, triggered something there. I said to you, we were on last week, and I said to you, the key to the way we play was getting the ball in front of our players. Sadio Mane's goal last week. Um, and this this goal, Salah's ball, put the ball into the space and let Robbo attack the space. That's our key. And Everton were trying to stop us getting the ball into the spaces. And eventually they couldn't. So it's as simple as that. That's, yeah. That's our key, ball into space. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and so would you be giving Mo, a, a, what, what would you give him, a 9.5 as well? Yeah, we give him, we give him a 9.5 because he just he just never stops. He just goes and goes and goes and goes, gets kicked, lumps kicked out of him all the time. Three and four men doubling up on him all the time and just Is no that complaints. His, that's, that's his 85, 85th goal contribution with assists as well. Included, uh, I think that's is that in the league. <laughs> it's madness in a Premier League season, crazy stuff. Well, bloody hell, it's madness. It expectations every single week, don't you know? Well, yeah. long way to continue, long way to go. <laughs> if you want to, but it, it's but it's not even, but it's, it is his 35th, yeah, 20, 22 goals and 13 assists now in 31 games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we thought we'd never see. You know, anyone like Suarez 13 14 again, didn't we? But uh, Mo Salah, I mean, he's already hit a 44 goal season, and in terms of assists, he's yeah. way up there uh, this season. Um, but it's the way he never gets a decision his way as well. Like, this is something that he smiles a lot when when the ref makes a bad call. He doesn't yeah. even say, ref, that that's bullshit. Like, you know, 99% of footballers say, what are you on about, ref? He just sort of gives this rueful smile. And he's like, you That's reckon that was yeah, off, yeah. off it, off me, was it? No, no, no. You reckon that was no foul, was it? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, sorry, there, Yeah, that's the elite level, mate, isn't it? I want to pick up the, what he said is absolutely perfect. That's what separates the elite level players against the pigeons at the other end of the pitch. You got Richarlison falling over. Salah at the opposite end of the pitch this season. As you said, he gets kicked, volleyed every single game, gets back up and goes again, goes again, goes again. Oh yeah, sorry, mate. I have to say that. But it's, no, no, no. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think he deserves better, better, you know, more respect and more mm. protection from referees because he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get Definitely it. Definitely not. Uh, but uh, there you go. But uh, the other attacker that we haven't really spoken about yet. Uh, before I end uh, our review by talking about Divock again, because we can never talk too much about Divock. But um, Luis Diaz came on and. Um, you know, he didn't just have Coleman, you know, as mustard on his on his toast. He he, he wolfed him down and uh, you know digested him, and uh, you know passed him through his body uh, time and time again. He was he he was he was 
Nigel, he was, he, Diaz, I mean, you could see the difference when he came on yeah. uh, to before, before was our old attack where we're like, oh, we're trying our best and maybe we'll get one. And then when Diaz, I mean, of course, he, he inadvertently sort of makes the goal with this bouncing volley for, for D-Rock's header, but it's just the danger. It's just non-stop danger. I don't know which way he's going to turn. The defenders don't yeah. know. Nobody knows. He's lightning quick. He does everything. He's worth at least double what we've paid for him. Oh, yeah. Already, Two right? words. Two words. Natural winger. Yes. Absolutely. You've got, like, Mo, is, is, he's always said he's a winger. Sadio is kind of a more of an inside forward kind of a thing, if you, the old position. Jota is more of a centre forward. Luis Diaz is an absolute natural winger. Pace, power, and lots and lots of skill. It, he just he just goes at people and they don't know what way he's going to go. So, but he do, he probably doesn't know what way he's going to go. But how are they? So how are they going to know? So I, I just think yeah, he's he's a perfect file for games like that where they've got a low block on. And they're trying to deny us space by kind of doubling and tripling up on our players. Stick him out wide, get the ball into the into his feet, and we saw what happened. Yeah, totally unbelievable. I mean, just a few stats. I mean, he actually had a a hundred percent passing, but I think that was it wasn't from many passes. I'll just see how many how many passes he managed. Uh, Thirteen passes. I mean, it's not nothing. A hundred percent passing. Um, he got an assist. He got the emo most amount of shots on our team with three shots today. And all of that in 30 minutes of football. He came on and destroyed them. I mean, him against a fully fit and firing Seamus Coleman, he's going to roast him uh, 99 times out of 100. But against a tiring Seamus Coleman, I mean, it's 100 out of 100. It's perfection. Yeah. Like his passing. Chase, chase back as well. Chase Chasing back and back, his attitude is He's sublime. It's the perfect. He's. Yeah. I mean, how much is he worth? I mean, let's say, for example, I mean, you know, if Neymar's actually worth two hundred and twenty oh, million, God. then Luis Diaz is two hundred and eighty or something. You know, I mean, God knows, but he's 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 way more than forty five or whatever he paid for. Oh him. God, Jack, yeah. what do you, what do you reckon to Luis Diaz, Jack? Yeah, we. I think we've robbed Porto yet again. <laughs> we've robbed another we club of a top. Yeah, the top talents. It's I don't know how Edwards or the people Michael Ward as well do all these deals, but long may continue. It's yeah. with Jürgen Klopp and the people in the back room staff. These uh, <laughs> you contrast. I think they were speaking in the post in the Sky Studios, and you look at Everton's business recruitment to Liverpool Football Club is why we're in this right position. As long with yet yeah, the big the big man himself, Jürgen Klopp. But as Nigel said, he's a He's a natural winger. You don't know if he's going left or right, but the arrogance of him to do an over kick in the derby at the back post. Uh, yeah, says, <laughs> oh, and says his first him. touch. His yeah. first touch of the ball was the one that was like sort of he flicked his right leg oh, around yeah. his left leg and controlled this crosswall pass. Yeah, it's like again, I always say you're not superlative to describe him and Mo and all of our players, but he, he's got that Colombian magic. Um, it's. I can't wait to see what the future holds for this lad. But yeah, if you're Coleman, he you sends him into retirement. He should have retired a couple of years ago, anyway, James. Because <laughs> he's a the, the, the non the non powder version of the Colombian magic, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he loves a little dance as well, like all our forwards yeah. do. But 
<laughs> Superb. I mean, there's so much to look forward to, but there you go. So just finally from today, just to talk a little bit more about Divock. <laughs> His, I mean, just moments, moments from him. I mean, he got a 90%. Well, he got, he basically got nine out of his 10 passes were accurate today. The way he held up the ball was great. His physicality was the thing that struck me. I mean, besides the absolute joy of his goal, um, I was, I, I had to take my head, my headphones off because I, was, I knew I would destroy them. And I was just like going absolutely mad uh, on my, just on my chair at home. And, you know, I'm sure there are millions of people across the world going equally mad. Um, yeah. Jack, going back to you, you can either even talk about his 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 goal and what you did to celebrate, or you can talk about, um, you know, his physicality. That You can talk about the brilliant link-up play with Mo for the goal and what a difference he made today. Talk about whatever you want, but I just want to hear things about Dinkbox. Oh, oh, what more can you say about this, fellas? We said top of the show, you know, and Kaga said on comments, we will build a statue, especially if you're an Everton fan, you are despising this man. He destroys every single derby that you've ever watched over the last five, six years. Uh, the pick that cost five goal, this goal could have massive ramifications, really, in terms of where the title does go come what the end of May, but he's tremendous. He never moans at all. Does his performance and that little build-up play? It's it looks simple, but obviously for the hold-up play for Mo, but his angle and his body, simple pass. He's Jürgen's told him exactly what he wants. Get in the box with obviously Jota, Robbo, and everyone whoever's in there. But he's I don't even know. I've run out of words, and there's probably not enough words in the dictionary. To I'm, I'm pretty sure they have to put the word Edigi in the dictionary, especially in the scout one. Because uh, he is going to go down and out on field folklore, especially if we do do the unthinkable. Hopefully, they uh, come what the end of May in the Prem. But there's still a lot of big games to go. Still, still so much football, and I'm pretty sure this is not the last contribution Divockerigi will do this season. Maybe in the Champions League final. Hopefully, we need to get past the semis first. But Divock. Oh, Nigel, it's, it's, it's bloody beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, want, I want everybody to put on, everybody listening here, everybody tweeting, whatever, put on a song tonight. Put on Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. And you know the bass line? Oh, Divock Origi. That's it. Song for the night. <laughs> In your head all day and tomorrow. Absolutely. I just looked up a synonym of hero. Um and among the 51 synonyms of hero, there's things like champion, conqueror, knight, paladin, person of the hour, protector and saviour. And all hail, Divock, all hail, because Absolutely. he's he's made our dreams come true uh, yet again with another goal. And we absolutely adore him. Um, so just, uh, I mean, I don't know. We've been through the team. We've given a lot of player aids. We've been talking for an hour. I'm going to I'm gonna have to chip off soon. But before I go, guys, we've got Villarreal. And I'm worried that the expectation is going to be too high. The expectation is going to be too high that we're going to take a, a two or three goal lead to the, to the next match away. To Spain, I'd be happy enough with a draw, you know, um, on Wednesday because it's 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 a two, it's a long way. Uh, there's a long way to go in the Champions League and, and a Absolutely. double-legged, you know, two-legged semi-final. I mean, we can't underestimate them. Um, uh, yeah, how? I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Nigel, on uh, on uh, on Wednesday? There might be some thoughts from fans 
I think, uh, about, you know, oh, we'll, we'll beat them easily and stuff like that. The players won't think that. Jorgen Klopp won't think that. The coaches won't think that. That's what needs, that needs to, to be right. I think if that's right, um, and we're allowed or we're able to play at our best, like we were once we scored the first goal today, I think we will win. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, Jack, they're not doing so well uh, in, in, in La Liga no. the last time I looked, which is before this weekend's fixtures. Uh, I think they're about seventh, roughly 20 points off mm. the top, something like that. Um, uh, what do you know about them? And, and, you know, what are you expecting? I mean, they're, they're unbeaten in their last five uh, with three wins and two draws, mm. including beating Bayern Munich 1-0. Uh, before then, yep. you know, so they're... they're, they're so, you know, the last five, I'll just go through the results quickly because they're in front of me. So they beat Bayern Munich 1-0. Then they drew with Athletic Bilbao 1-1. Then they drew 1-1 with Bayern again. They beat Hetafe 2-1 away. And then in the last match, um, five days ago, they beat uh, Valencia at home 2-0. They're not to be messed with or underestimated mm. in, in the slightest. And, you know, like on the break, they could, mm. they could, they could do a lot of damage, especially with Dan Juma, who's a brilliant player. Yeah, 100%. Mate. I watched the second, second leg and I did watch the fact when they beat Juventus, obviously Juventus aren't the fourth that he wants to wear. But you've got to be wary, as Nigel said, the, the mentality... I think it helps that the Bayern Munich game come prior to this result and Jürgen Klopp can demonstrate and they can go through technically. But Bayern were, were so poor on the ball in yeah. terms of that second leg. Shocking. When you go, yeah, they're just very wasteful. Like just something that we done perfectly today. We weren't wasteful. Yeah. We just kept on playing. But uh, obviously Chuck Weezy, I think Gerard Moreno potentially could be injured. I think he yes. did come off this week. So Heard that could be a potential miss. Yeah, Dan Juma. I think a couple of yeah. clubs in Europe have missed a trick on him. Very ag agile attacking winger. He used to be a bomb. So we should have, and hopefully we do get, uh, I'd even, even take a 2 0 lead. It'd be positive. But mm. these lads haven't let up yet. Uh, they're, they're all of them royal captains. But Perejo and obviously the Lacelso, obviously the ex Tottenham midfielders, were very technical. What they've done perfect with Bayern was playing in those, those different channels. But I think. Bayern were a bit too. Obviously, they were chasing the game. They needed that goal, but I'm pretty sure we, Bayern, haven't got a Virgil van Dijk. They haven't got a Matip. They haven't got a Canate. And they haven't got a Joe Gomez. And they haven't got an Alisson Brecht. They've you know, got Manuel Neuer. But we should have, I'm pretty sure, we've got Everton to... Uh, I think Bayern... I, I think Bayern lads were the same as they played against us yeah. in the away leg. Remember, the, I was I was at the, at the home leg, the nil-nil draw, when we played them in the Champions League. And they came for a point. And got it. Yeah. And they, we played them out there. They said, oh, we're going to come out here with this big swagger and we're going to play this attacking football and we're going to tear you apart. Mane scored that brilliant goal where he turned Neuer. They equalised and they were still trying to play with this swagger. And then Virgil scored the third goal. And then Mane scored the third, or second goal and Mane scored the third goal. And they didn't know what was up for hitting him. I think it was a bit like that as well. A little bit of overconfidence with Bayern. Because they do it week in, week out in the Bundesliga and there's no contest. Ten leagues in a row as of yesterday. That's embarrassing. I just, it's, yeah, it's, it is. I just don't yeah. think such a, a weak league, they're a very good side, but I just don't think a weak league in Germany helps them in the long run for European competition, mentality-wise. 
It's the same in, in, in France. I mean, Paris Saint-Germain. It's the same everywhere. Their 10th yeah. uh, title, not in the row, but in, in, in their history. Um, yeah. They were second last year in the one-team league. league, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, Leo were good. They had to give a lot of credit. Yeah, Sven, Sven Bowen was, was amazing. And yeah. uh, um, Jose Font, formerly of, of Southampton. Yeah, right. but, uh, but going back to Villarreal, I mean, they've, they've conceded 31 goals in 33 matches, which is two fewer than Barcelona, who have conceded 33. And surprisingly, eight fewer than Atletico Madrid and uh, Diego Simeone. So Simeone's team's conceded 39 goals and Unai Emery, Unai Emery's team only 31 they're going to be really tough we're going to have to take care we're going to have to keep going and keep 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 being relentless put the pressure yep. on we're going to have to defend as well as we did today in these one-on-one situations yep, we're going definitely. to need Alisson to uh, be at his best as well uh, but thanks so much to 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 Jack and to Nigel for for, for joining me today um, Jack what's what are your next programs on Jack Mac LFC on YouTube yeah. Yeah, don't be doing a post-match. You're welcome to join, boys. Yeah, just Jack Mac LFC and all socials. Reds, thank you for allowing me to come on. Owen. great to speak to Nigel again. And the Reds are getting three points yet again. Um, but Fantastic. everyone, enjoy it. Go into the game on Wednesday. And we're absolutely bloody flying. Love the Reds. <laughs> we are indeed. We are indeed. Nigel, final thoughts, Nigel? No, just happy we got the result. And on to the next one. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, for listening, it's been uh, it's, it's so good that every, people you know take the time to to check it out. You know, cop on podcast gmail.com if you want to get in touch. But uh, thank you so much to everybody in YouTube, everybody uh, listening to the to the uh, audio version. And, and as Gary Richard says in the chat, the blue ship has sunk. L O L. 